You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 631. Well, I would say that, again, you know, the simplicity of it. I would probably say that the most important thing, especially if somebody's newer, is simplicity. You know, the other stuff does require more effort. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. I'm your host, Chris Arnold. Grateful that you're with us today to hang out. I love bringing on somebody that just comes out of the gate and closes a big deal off radio and says, hey, some of these other marketing channels, I got to wait six months or a year. One of the things I love about radio is it's an immediate delivery. Calls start coming in quickly and we see most of our students literally execute, close out contracts. I like to conservatively say within the first 60 to 90, but the person we have on today who I'm excited for you guys to meet closed his first deal in the first 30 and a very sizable deal at that. So Marcelo Valdez, welcome to the show, buddy. Glad to have you. What's cracking, man? How are you? Hey, good. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So we're like, people know you, like how long you've been in the game, give a little bit of a snapshot, like who's this guy that's on today and a little bit about your real estate background. Yeah. So I actually, I actually first came to San Diego in the military uh, when I got out. I went to graduate school here, you know, decided I wanted to stay in Southern California. I ended up having a, a career in a, actually a, a big, uh, well-known company here in San Diego. And I actually spent a couple of years living overseas. I did um, three years in Brazil, came back, went out to uh, the UK for a while with my wife, uh, who I met in Brazil and came back. And then eventually, uh, and I traveled a lot. I was traveling literally millions of miles a year. And when my daughter was born, I just thought, you know, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Yeah. So I jumped and I had already been doing a little bit of real estate stuff on the side. I own a couple of real estate properties uh, here in San Diego and, uh, and I love it. So uh, I got into it. One of the things I noticed a few years back, I, I'm going to say about three years ago, was how you know it was basically impossible to find anything on MLS. It was already... Now, of course, it's, it's, just, it's just gotten worse and worse, right? So I kind of heard about this thing, you know, um, wholesaling. And when was that? Like, I like to know, like, when did you hear about it? How did you hear about it? What made you even go, I'm going to look into this? Yeah, I somehow ran across it. I wasn't looking for wholesaling. I I ran across one, you know, Todd Tobeck for a while was doing some some of his podcasts. I guess they were Apple podcasts. And uh, he did the one thing with uh, Tom Kroll, you know, who his, I think it was like 90 days to whatever, like a 90 day challenge. And I was like, what in the hell are these guys talking about? I had no idea what, what they were talking about. And you know, like Tom, he's so high energy. You're like, well, yeah, yeah, and he's excited about it. So yeah, and he's all high energy. And I thought, wow, oh, this is really cool. And my wife, of course, thought that I was had gone insane. But to, you know, anyway, so I uh, and I tried to do a couple of the things at the same time. So I was actually doing some other stuff. So I wasn't really dedicated full time, full full time, really like like a hundred percent in is two years ago. Okay. So you've been going full time for two years. Okay. And up to this point again, everyone loves this question because we're all interested about how to create opportunities, you know, to convert motivated sellers. 
the last couple of years, like what has worked for you on the marketing side? What have you tried and been like, man, that didn't work or wasn't a fit for me. So give us kind of a snapshot of the last uh, two years for you. Yeah, I did pretty fair amount of trial and error. I um, started with postcards and uh, I went to Wholesaling Inc. They had a, a thing in Utah and um, and Brent Daniels spoke and I was like, wow, look at that guy. You know, unlike me, if he sees this podcast, he'll, he'll uh, you know, he's, that guy's got great hair and, uh, and, a, and a great smile. And, and I really liked what he was saying about cold calling and it made a lot of sense. And my wife had even done kind of some similar stuff, but in, in the financial industry and banking in Brazil. So I was like, let's, let's do it. Sign up for his course. And the both, both of us, she and I both started off, you know, doing the cold calling ourselves. Oh, man. So started on the TTP side with Brent TTP, Daniels. TTP. And it's worked well. Uh, it's, it's worked well. And eventually. So you're still doing it after, and I know Brent would love to hear this. After two years, you're still yeah. doing cold calling. Must be working. It's working. It's working. Absolutely. But. You know, I want to grow the business. You know, and you see a lot of things that come and go. People talk about, you know, texting and text blast. Ringless voicemail. And yeah. I, I tried a little bit of that for about a month or so. And then and then there's all these appended weird messages, you know, and stuff that were on there. And I was like, forget this. So I was like, I'm just gonna stick with the cold calling. And I've got a, a few people that are doing a great job for me. I've really trained them up well. And then the question is, is what else am I gonna do? So I have done postcards, but but very targeted. And, and how's so that working? A lot of people right now keep saying that. If you bring up Coast Cards, they're like, yeah, I still do direct mail, but, and they always say it's sniper or it's targeted. What are you seeing on that side? Because I see this a lot. I don't hear as many people going, well, I send out 20, 40,000 pieces a month anymore. Everyone's like, yeah, you know, I really sniper it. What are you seeing on that side for your business? A couple thousand. Okay. And, and that's working better than trying to go bigger volume. It's not working very well at all. <laughs> I just don't even a small amount. <laughs> I mean, I could send out twenty thousand, but then I would be broke. And I, you know, on the TTP side, I'm 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 profitable. Okay. I'm, I'm doing so well. Calling's profitable. You're yeah. doing direct mail at a small level, but even then, again, we're just having a candid conversation, which I right. love. Good. Not really bringing you the return that you're looking for there. And then, of course, you're doing radio. And my big question is, man, you could have chose anything out there. Ringless voicemail. We talked about you could go into digital marketing, right? You could do bandit signs. I mean, it's just on and on. Why did you choose radio out of everything? You know, to me, it just kind of made sense. Number one, I don't know of anybody in, in my market that's been doing it. And so that made sense. And the, you know, the way you talk about it is set it and forget it. A lot of this other stuff takes a lot of work. Even the prospecting, you know, you got to double check things. You got to make sure the right lists are going. You're managing people, right? Even though you're and not. And you're managing people, right? So, uh, and as I said, I have a small team, but they're, they're great. But still, you know, you got to, you got to manage. And uh, I really liked the idea. Of so here's being, my question. You're on the other side of radio right now. Is it truly set it and forget it in your opinion? Are you having to do a lot of maintenance to keep your radio station up and going? I would say that like anything, you want to stay on top of it. Yeah. So like I like I want to double like right now one of my tasks today is to go and check the post logs kind of find out what what advertising actually has been going on because you know in your training you set up for a hundred a month but I'm I don't know right now is is it actually a hundred is it twenty five is it fifty you know so you're just so, so, your time interpreting data just kind of analyzing it, right? yeah you want to check it but but yeah I mean the calls come in you answer them and you know you don't have to do much more than that so that part I really love uh, yeah it's. 
It's funny. So with our radio campaigns, the only thing I do is it's funny. It's exactly what you're doing. I have a monthly call with my director of marketing, Grace, obviously who helps with the radio and Sierra, my COO. And all I do when it comes to radio is just interpret the data with him. When it comes to like, is there any real work to, you know, adjust things, tweak things? No, the only work ever comes is when we decide to pick up another station. But yeah. for me, from my angle, the only real work comes into sitting down and just talking about the data and, hey, how's that station producing? And do we feel like we might get a better return if we go over to this station, et cetera? We're doing 60-second yeah. spots. Maybe we want to drop that down to 30 spots. So I feel like maybe the best way I could describe what we do with radio is fundamentally we just tinker with it. Yeah, that sounds right. You know, the way I do things is, is I do it first, and then I figure out how to, how to go and hand it off. So right now it's it's still me and my wife, especially because of COVID. I you know um, I thought about an acquisition manager, but I would want to have somebody who's literally standing next to me. So for me, it's still me doing the calls and, and going to face to face meetings. I haven't I've just pushed that off for now. So some of the tinkering you talk about, I'm I'm doing that myself. But eventually, I'd like to you know be able to hand a lot of that stuff off and even the management of the stations to someone else, which would then for me personally make it very much set it and forget it. Yeah, absolutely. At that point, very cool. So you've been up on radio live for a month, right? Now, this is what's interesting, though. I like, honestly, Marcel, a guy like you comes in and you put radio in the hands of certain people like yourself. And this is what I see happen. 30 days live, you're not on one station, but you've already picked up another station that just went live a week ago. So now you're live on two stations. Yep. And you're about and starting to look and negotiate to have a potential third station, just kind of sizing the field on that. So it's possible that, let's say, what, in another 30 days conservatively, maybe another month, you'll be on a total of three stations? Possibly. Yeah, my goal is, uh, we've mentioned this before, but uh, I want to get another deal done from radio. And that's my trigger to then add a third station. Yeah, so the, say that's so another 30 that. to 60 days. So we'll say three stations in 90 days, roughly. Exactly. I, I go by quarters. So my my thought is, is by the end of the first quarter, if we're up on three stations, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. And, I, and that's what I love people to understand about radio is it's so affordable if you're new because our average student is paying 500 to a, you know, uh, let's say max 2,000 a month for a station, but it's normally around 500 to 1,500 bucks. Yeah. And... It's super affordable. So if you're getting in the game, you're going to spend more than that on direct mail. And that's that's a pain to manage anyway. But then you can come in like Marcelo and you have the ability to swing to the other side of it being valuable for you because you can scale it. And you can go from one to two to three stations in the first 90 days. And let's talk about pricing. How much are you paying for the first station? The first station, well, if, if they run all of my ads, because uh, yeah. it would be uh, it would be two thousand in a month. Okay, two thousand. And again, you're in San Diego, yeah. So anyone thinking Cali, San Diego, you're going to be at the top, and so you're yeah. right within that of what we're talking about, two thousand. And how much was the second station you picked up per month? Uh, it's like nine hundred. Nine hundred. Okay, so you got two stations for a total of twenty nine hundred, three thousand dollars. So even when we want to divide that in half, roughly. That's $1,500 per station if we were just kind of doing averages. Well, and you yeah. dude, you're in San Diego, yeah. right? Which is, again, it's yeah. like Dallas. It's more of an expensive place to market and to make stuff yeah. happen. So you've already closed the deal on the books, been paid out in the first four weeks. What was the size of the first deal you closed? So that was a $34,000 deal. And it was, uh, it was out of my market. So the guy had called me and he said, it was funny. It was... 
I want to say it was my first day of advertising, but it might have been the second. But it was like the second or third call I'd received. And he said, uh, you know, and of course, I didn't know what to expect. I mean, we'd just gone on the air. And, uh, you know, he said, hey, you know, of course, I heard your ad, you know. And and it was funny because my ad says, you know, we'll also buy, uh, and I'm not quoting exactly, but, you know, my tenant, you know, doesn't pay the rent houses. And he says, do you... (laughs) you know, do you actually buy my tenant doesn't pay the rent houses? And I was like, he actually said that back to you because yeah. he heard. No, 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 no. He said, you know, he said, I have a, I have a property and the tenant's not paying the rent. I heard, and he did say, I heard you say that you bought, you know, that kind of property. You I know, love that. I love that. Did you do that? And, and I said, uh, sure. And of course I never had. <laughs> I'm like all day long. You need, I can take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of, I kind of was like, uh oh. And then I called a, a guy I know in Riverside, who's another wholesaler there, and I said, hey, I got this deal, and he's like, I got a good list. I got guys that buy, you know, I'll buy, you know, that'll buy with, with a non-paying tenant. So he got on it. Make a long story short, well, I, I'll take it back. He did have somebody else who uh, who had already talked to. He said, I got somebody's going to go in and take a look at it, and that person offered an amount. And I said, okay, well, I can offer $5,000 more than that because the weekend had gone by. He said, call me on Monday. So I called him on Monday and he's, and I said, uh, if I be $5,000 more, will you, you know, will you do it right now? And he said, yeah. And, and I think one of the reasons why he went ahead and did that, obviously because I offered some more money, but also because when you're on the radio, as you also say, and that was another thing that, that I liked is, you know, it gives you some credibility. You're like, well, if this guy's on the radio, he's legit. Authority. Absolutely. It's authoritative marketing for sure. Yeah. So so I think that helped a lot for him to just say, okay, you know, a little bit more money and you're legit. So let's do it. So to make a long story short, you know, uh, you know, the deal closed within about two weeks after, uh, about two and a half weeks after getting under contract. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that you came in, got it up, literally did a $34,000 transaction within the first month. And as we were talking, continue to have more in the pipeline. And I guarantee as I talk to you again within the next couple of months, man. You just have more deals to talk about that you're closing. So I want to ask them, you and I were talking about this. So you're in a couple of years now. What do you kind of perceive to be your ideal, let's call it marketing strategy portfolio? Like it's going to have three things in there that you're thinking, what do you think it's going to consist of? And what do you think is going to be the value of each one? And why are you setting it up this way? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to probably stick with the three that I, I have right now, which are the prospecting, the radio, and yeah, cold calling, the radio, and also targeted direct mail. And I think I'll stick with that. Certainly through this year, I can't see anything else that I would need to add. I'm already doing okay, even just with the prospecting. So I think that's enough to manage, first of all, uh, especially being just just myself and, and my wife right now. But um, you know, as we add more folks, maybe something else will come along. But I don't see anything changing through this year. Uh, those will be the three legs of the stool for sure. I like it, man. And again, if you're listening, I always recommend to people from a marketing strategy standpoint, if you've got, you know, how many things should I be doing? What's too many? I always tell people two to four is where you want to be. One, you're in trouble because you have all your eggs in your basket. And if you have more than four, you're probably honestly half-assing them and not. Yeah, or or you're just yeah, or you've got so much going on that you're, you know, probably spending too much money at that point. You're you're not really becoming an expert in anything. So I think two to four strategies at one time, depending on the complexity of the strategy, right? So two might be enough if they're really big strategies, right? You might just do all radio, all television and spend a bunch of money on that. So it just depends. So I'm curious, 
Marcel, again, I love this because again, cold calling works, right? And uh, radio is working. Cold calling is outbound. Radio is inbound. Contrast those two though. What are you seeing the difference now that you've got radio up and going versus cold calling? They're both working, but they're very different in nature. What have you noticed are the differences between the two? I would say if I were to just pick one thing, it would be immediacy. So the people that I'm talking to, even, and I've spoken to a few that I haven't done deals with, but they're ready now. Whereas when you're prospecting, you know, oh, call me next year, you know, maybe in 90 days, you know, that kind of thing. So they're both good. They're just different. And the one is, well, yeah, I picked just one was immediacy. Yeah. Number two would be the volume, right? So you're going to get a few calls from radio, and I, I don't have enough experience yet to speak, uh, you know, uh, with uh, mastery, but I would imagine it's going to be much less. I don't know, five to one or 10 to one leads Agreed. versus, you know, prospecting where you're going to go. My average, I'm almost embarrassed to say this, I'm at about 70 to one leads to close on prospect on cold call. Whereas and I your radio probably, is going to probably be between 10 and 20, depending yeah. on your ability to convert, right? So yeah. 10, 20 yeah. leads is going to be a deal. You're 70 on cold calling. So I love, again, yeah. we want you guys to hear this because as we always say, you know, marketing channels work. I don't really have seen any that don't work. They all work if you work them. And I see people go, well, cold calling doesn't work. And, you know, tax flat, they all work. Yeah. What you have to decide is just kind of what's the best fit for you. And so contrasting here, I, I like what you're saying, Marcel, the thing about radio is it's immediate. And again, you're newer and I just want to confirm it absolutely is. You launch on radio, people have not heard that message before. They start calling in instantly. Like, I don't really know anyone that for the most part doesn't get calls coming in within the first week. If they don't, we're usually like, that's interesting. Let's recheck some stuff. So you're getting the immediacy on top of that. And you're right. This is why I think it's really good for someone that's new. You're getting a lower manageable call volume, but a much higher quality lead. And I know a lot of people that have been doing like direct mail or cold calling or stuff like that, or text blasting, they'll tell us like, I'm doing radio and I'm only getting X amount of calls. And they almost feel like something's wrong because they're used to this high volume of calls and we have to go... Yeah, but how many of those calls were telling you, like, don't ever mail them again? I was just going to say, the, the effort that people go through, exactly. that I'm like, oh, my God, you know, either mailing the stuff back to me with a full written letter telling me to <laughs> take the time to do it. Or calling and giving me, I'm like, oh, my God, the amount of effort these people, do they do this to every postcard or letter they get? They do, man. And so what's funny is, I think it's such a backwards thing, and that is this. I feel like people should be looking at direct mail or cold calling, et cetera, and going, why is there so many calls coming in? Because they understand that where you want to be is actually a low call volume, higher quality. Not that something's wrong with that, but that's actually the norm. But everyone's so used to doing these spam approaches that they're just used to having high call volume and they're not yeah. used to like good you know, what I would call manageable call volume that's high quality and they think something's wrong. And I'm like, no, that means something's right. It's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. So, I mean, if you're listening, right, and uh, again, I know a lot of our students are now around the country come in and go, Chris, the big thing for me is just getting to hear from the other REI radio students. It's just such a 
you know, positive thing because everyone's just coming in. Here's the thing I know about REI Radio and all of us. We're also consistent in what we're telling you. Like three to four returns, set it and forget it, immediacy. And like, I love, you know, Marcel, a guy like you will come in and say, Chris, everything you guys said it was going to be is what it was. I mean, it's just, this is a very consistent marketing channel, which I love. So man, now's the time to jump on it, to be honest with you. So we're getting to that point where we sold more and more of the markets out. And so for 2021, if you're thinking radio and that's a good fit for you, and again, I always tell you, do your due diligence, find out what's the best fit for you. But if you've been thinking about this thing, man, it's time to jump on it, make it happen, get it up and going. So go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash REI radio. Again, that's wholesalinginc.com forward slash REI radio and book a call and uh, jump on board, man, and get this bad boy set up for you. And I'm telling you now with such confidence because we've set so many people up around the country. And you know, when I first came in, it's like, is this going to work in every market? Is this going to work with new students in season? And you know, I was under speculation. Like I really believed it did, but I didn't have the data. And at this point, I'm like, it works for everybody in every market and I'm seeing it. And so that's what excites us because it's such a great marketing channel. So I absolutely love it. So let me ask you this, Marcel, like, you know, somebody's listening and so forth and really debating around this radio thing and like, you know, man, should I go this route? And again, I get it. I'm super skeptical about anything before I sign up, but maybe what would you tell someone that's on the fence right now? Maybe trying to figure out if this is the best fit for them. What would you say, man? The one thing I want you to know about radio is this. Well, I would say that again, you know, the simplicity of it, I would probably say that the most important thing, especially if somebody's newer is simplicity. You know, the other stuff does require more effort. That's a great um, word. I'm glad you, I, you know, it's funny. People throw out different words to describe it. Um, yeah. And I don't know that I've had a student choose that particular word, but I think you nailed it. I think the thing that I actually love about radio now that you say it is just the simplicity of it. It's just yeah. a super simple marketing channel. There's not yeah. a lot of complexity. I think people get in and they're like, really? Okay. Like, all right. This is like, it's actually as easy as you guys said it would be to run it and do it and so forth. So I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually looking right now to move to a different uh, calling platform and I've just delayed and delayed and delayed it, you know, uh, just because I'm like, "Ah," you know, (laughs) you know, it's not really that hard, but it, but yeah, it's, it's an effort to migrate to new platforms and stuff like, ah, crap, you know, so I haven't done it, but um, this, yeah, this is just simpler. It's just much simpler. For sure. Bro, I just want to publicly tell you, man, I'm proud of you coming in, doing a deal in the first 30 days on two stations already. We'll be looking and sizing up your third within the first quarter. You and I were talking like you even have a bigger goal for the year. And I got to be honest, as I, you know, getting to know you and so forth and just seeing you go through this program. And again, I always get feedback from my team on different students and so forth. I have no doubt you'll be exactly where you told me you're going to be in a matter of 12 months. Like I probably would have you back on going, yep, he said he's going to be at X amount and he's there. So let's uh, do it. Let's set the date. (laughs) I love it. Well, man, Marcel, thank you so much, buddy. And to the rest of you guys, as always, we appreciate your time popping in and to hear about radio until next time we will catch you soon when we add more value talk to you later that's all for this episode your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.